It's This Week in Bourbon, where the booze is in the doggy door. And here's your headlines for October 14th, 2022. Evergreen Liquors gets sued for $50,000 over a Bob Baffert sticker. The nation's only bourbon boat tour is now expanding, and Britain's first bourbon ever is called Never Say Die, and it makes its now debut. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof, and the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. Welcome, everybody. It's this week in bourbon. Another, it's not really a short week. This is all the news that I said happened last week from last Wednesday, but we're recording on Tuesday again because we're going to Tennessee. So if you're listening to this right now, we've already been through the volunteer state. So we're, we're heading back home, but I hope you've had a fantastic week so far. And if you don't understand what I was talking about in the opening, it's because Ryan was dropping off booze in my doggy door earlier. Yeah, I, I was like, I'll just put it on his porch. And then I was like, oh, there's a doggy door. And I forgot that Walter, so I was like, I shoved it in there. And then like all your lights came on and off and off and on. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, <laughs> all the, it's when home automation actually works and all the, yeah. all the sensors and stuff are outside and they make sure that it's because it's one of those things that I got really aggravated at ring. So everybody knows you got a ring camera, you've got the floodlight, you've got your doorbell and everything like that. 
But with Ring, all you have to do, all you can do is you can set up to get an alert every time there's some motion. And oh, it's, it was it's so it, annoying. It goes off all the time. So yeah. what I ended up doing is I ended up creating, I, I have a, I used to use smart things. Now I moved over to Hubitat, but I've got a few different sensors outside. So now I only get a notification if two or more sensors go off at the same exact time. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. So then you don't get well, barrage. I just deleted my ring app. I was like, I can't take this <laughs> shit anymore. But my wife loves it. She's like, it's like ring ding things like thousand times. I'm like, ah, these squirrels and kids are playing outside. I'm like, turn it off. I can't. So I'm right there with you. I think Lauren looks at it like a hit of dopamine too, because she's constantly <laughs> right. looking at every single notification. I'm sure I'm just like you, you get barrada with notifications from social channels and everything like that so if it's She's one like, less thing in our house noise. i'm like it's a squirrel <laughs> it's got it dropped an acorn so it's going back <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's what that was one of those things as soon as i got it i said this is the most annoying thing ever because i'm sure like most people you need to figure out a way to declutter your life of notifications and noise and that was one thing i had to do was to make sure i can get rid of that so if it was going to notify me it had to be important all right one last i'm sure people are thrilled with this venting about ring cameras but uh one last gripe about ring cameras is like salon customers like they'll go off on the front yard or something, but they won't go off on the back. And they're like, my ring camera didn't go up. So I know you didn't treat the backyard. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, go look for the tire tracks, go look for the, And it's like, you freaking people. It's like, I, but it's been like, it's going to be the demise of our society. It's like, you're going to have to be like what Amazon does where they take a picture after every package oh, they know. drop yeah. just to make sure that they were there. I know it's, it's like, you got to go trigger the ring camera before you can do work. Now it's like, it's like, Jesus Christ. Just go smile on the ring camera. It's the best yeah. way to do it. All right, let's go ahead and let's get to it. And this one, this was the biggest one. And actually it was really big last week, but of course we recorded too early. And so people were wondering, why didn't you talk about it this week in bourbon? Well, we're here this week talking about it. And that's because there's a local business here that used, and we all know that right now that stickers, there was the hype and, I remember I saw this and I saw the news article come out that said, you know, or even something about it. And I said, this might be taking it too far. And sure enough, it did. So there's a local business here. We'll get to it here in a second. And they utilize stickers to satirize Bob Baffert and a horse's failed drug test that was following the 2021 Kentucky Derby. And he's apologized to the famed thoroughbred trainer as required by a settlement as an agreement between the parties. And according to the lawyer, the terms also included a $50,000 donation in Baffert's name to three equine charities. The settlement, which was confirmed through documents reviewed by the Courier-Journal, was notarized on August 31st and came after the Louisville Bourbon Club collaborated with Louisville-based Cox's and Evergreen Liquors. And that was this past summer on a limited edition release of Pinhook Bourbon, which limited edition means it's just a single barrel. And these were labels that included an image of Bob Baffert, holding a syringe in one hand and a water bottle that read Bobby's Secret Horsey Stuff. And this was also a 115.3 proof bourbon with a quote that said, new and improved make amongst the fast formula. 
And the other said, just let old Uncle Bobby blend you up a batch of that good, good stuff. And it said, that was a quote that said, I was right next to the image of Bob Baffert, who showed in the front of the Kentucky's Derby iconic garland of roses. In a statement, Baffert's attorney, Craig Robertson, said the trainer was unaware his image had been used without his consent until the Courier Journal published a story about the labels in July and was, quote, very upset. Robertson reached out to the parties that were on the label, he said, and demanded several actions from the companies, which he said he had, quote unquote, violated both federal and state law with their actions. Representative for Cox's and Evergreens and the Louisville Bourbon Club and Pinnock Bourbon could not be reached at the time of the publication. I mean, it was clearly gone too far, but I mean, to sue over it, it's like, come on, Baffert, you got so much damn money. Like, I don't know. I, I, Patino didn't even sue on his, and I thought that was way worse. Oh, it was much worse. It was the, much the worse. Rip Patino one, and I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, they even had what, whatever that player was that broke his ankle in a wheelchair, right? On, yeah. the, on the sticker, <laughs> Kevin Ware. Yeah, I mean, golly, and, talk uh, about what's her name, Katina Powell, the stripper on there too. I mean, I thought yeah. that was way worse, and nobody came after damages for that. This is, seems just kind of. Like well, crap. this was this was well. I, actually, we'll probably I, I, I'm I'm not going to comment on anything. I'm just, <laughs> if, don't, if he's don't coming after them on the sticker, I'm not talking anything about him. So this was just from a small conversation we had with Brian at Sip and Core and the guys from Breaking Bourbon. They selected a barrel with us this past week, and we brought this up as a little topic of conversation, which we will probably bring it up in the roundtable only because Brian is going to be our uh, the one that can interpret the law here, but. What Brian said, he said that Louisville Bourbon Club, Cox's Evergreen, they didn't do anything wrong. Was it in poor taste? Eh, maybe. It, but it can't be considered defamation. It's still considered satire. And right. it's and at the end of the day, Brian said that if they would have kept up with it, they probably could have won in court. However, the way that he looks at it, he said Bob's attorneys were probably just a little bit bigger than their attorneys. And it was easier just to go ahead and settle it and move on. Bullion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because, like, I'm sure the Courier-Journal probably had a freaking, like, you know, one of those Sunday cartoons on with Baffert or something. You know, they do that oh, stuff yeah. all the time. It's like, you know, I mean, this is nothing new. It's not like, I don't know. It just seems petty. If it was in the picture in the New Yorker, never would have been an issue. But right. something like this, it made some waves. It'll be interesting. I know we'll talk about it to say, is this really going to start? Is this the straw that breaks the camel's back when it comes to stickers and defamation? And are everybody else going to start falling more in line with Four Roses now? Because nobody wants this level of press. Yeah, I mean, probably so. I mean, but but I, I still don't see how you can really, I mean, I don't I, I I, I still think you got to have stickers. I think ninety <laughs> not letting go. No, I mean, 99% of them are fine. It's just these one bad offs. And then why make a rule for the few, not the, the all, I don't know. Just, it's like punish those who, who, you know, who screwed up for, don't screw it up for everyone else. Cause like I said, these barrel picks are, you know, Super Bowl days for a lot of whiskey fans. And they do, you know, like, uh, there was a buddy of ours in Owensboro who did one for Nikki Hayden, you know, who passed away and it was like a memory and they couldn't put a sticker on it to memorize it, you know, you know, for a four roses pick. And it's like that bottle was selling for four and fifty dollars for charity. And, you know, it's in remembrance of Nikki, who was very influential on in the Owensboro markets. Like, 
give him the damn sticker, you know. Now, I can see what you're saying, and I'll I'll go ahead and say it first that selfishly, I would be okay getting rid of stickers only because it's a a pipeline of art and stuff that you have to constantly That's worry true. about. Yeah. You've got to get stuff shipped and the retailer's got to put them on or put them in the box. It's just an operational thing that you just one more addition to it. But well, I mean, what do you think? Do you think this is I mean, could getting rid of stickers like ruin single barrels for people like where that the demand's not as high? I think what it'll Honestly, I, I really wish it would go back to that only because it's not the demand that's high. People demand it because of what the sticker's on it. I would like it to get to the point where it's based on who's actually selecting it. I I feel that that's what's going to be deserving of the value behind it. I'm not going to say because it's a bourbon pursuit pick and has our sticker. No, 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 no. I mean, more like, than somebody I else's, we'll, but I'm saying, well, is will people want to do single barrel picks still, oh, even if God. you can't do stickers? Yeah, of course they're going to still want it. Nobody's going to want to not do a single barrel pick. I mean, stickers were just an extra little added added fun That's that true. separates it from there. But at the end of the day, I, I st- when you just think of value or what it should go to, I just it's it's one of those things that you'll see groups that come out of nowhere and all of a sudden they're well known because they have some racy or kind of risque sticker or something like that that makes its way through the. the you know, the Facebook forums or there's somebody that does a Joe Burrow one-off and then all of a sudden people are thinking, oh, I've got to have that because I'm a big Joe Burrow fan and whatnot. And they don't even know who picked the damn barrel. Well, I mean, I get like Russell's and Four Roses and those will always have a demand for single barrels. But you think of like the, you know, the middle, not mid-tier, but, you know, not as, yeah, you know, I feel like that hurts them. You know, it's like, I don't know. Not doing stickers. Eh, I don't know. Whatever, we'll we'll whatever. get into it more at a at a round table. I feel like sorry. Yeah, too long. Really get into it. Okay. Well, this one's <laughs> next one's honestly, this isn't even bourbon, but I figured it was probably worth noting here is that Brown Foreman has announced and, and they have sorry, they have, they have announced that they have reached an agreement to purchase Diplomatico rum and all its related assets from Distillers United Group SL in Spain. Upon completion of the transaction, Brown Foreman will add the Diplomatico Rum family to brands to its portfolio and acquire a production facility located in Panama. The Dipl- Diplomatico Rum family of brands is the number one super and ultra premium rum and the number two super premium plus rum in the world, according to IWSR in 2021. Super Premium Plus Rum has grown at an annual rate of 17% over the past five years, with rum accounting for approximately 8% of all global spirits. Really? That's, a, I mean, we love Diplomatico Rum. <laughs> <laughs> we might have another reason why. Hopefully we can still get some more of that. Yeah. So, so I mean, obviously they're based in Venezuela, but they, they said they're going to relocate or build something where, you said? They just said that as a part of this, they are going to acquire a production facility located in Panama. But that's mm. all it said. That, that 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 was the you know the big shocker concern. Like, okay, Brown Foreman's going to buy a Venezuela company and do business in Venezuela. I don't think that would be like line up with their, you know. Uh, so I can see them purchasing and moving it. It sounds like they're you mean move the brand to somewhere. Well, no, just ethically and from a government standpoint, I don't think the Venezuelan regime as there lines up with Brown Foreman values and whatnot. So, um, you know, the brand's obviously popular, but, I, you know, maybe I'm thinking way too much in it to it, but it sounds like they may be moving it to 
uh, a different location. I'm sure at the end of the day, it's a it's a dollar and cents idea, not just a an ethically or morally thing that, of what made this go. Well, it's not even about ethic and morals, dollars and cents too. You got a very almost communist socialist type regime that just doesn't scream like American business. Um, so that's that. I guess that's why it's just interesting to me to see how that all plays out. Well, we'll see what happens here. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, but let's keep going. Let's go. Uh, let's go back to bourbon here. And I added this because I thought this was pretty interesting, and only because I have never done this tour. And I'm sure anybody that's listening to this right now, you've probably gone on a ton of tours out in bourbon country, and you're thinking, what else is there? There's got to be something else to do. And this was our second headline, and it says the nation's only bourbon boat tour. They've been going strong for five seasons, but this year the family-owned business is dreaming bigger. The company is run by husband and wife captains Nathan and Allison Deppenbrock, who are offering canoeing, kayaking, and of course their bourbon boat tour. The Deppenbrocks are drumming up new plans in the new year for a new boat that will feature food and bourbon on board. The business has kept steam for 41 years, even though the worldwide pandemic, and it serves nearly 10,000 people per year with their bourbon boat tour and nearly 25,000 people per year for their canoeing and kayaking business. He tests the knowledge of tourists throughout the historical uh, tour for bourbon, and the tour takes place through the good, bad, and the ugly of history of bourbon in Kentucky dating back to 1775, including the recent fire at Jim Beam Warehouse back in 2019. He said, quote, right now we're working to trying to save, or sorry, we're trying to have a second boat here, which will be a larger vessel where we can get around 45 people out here at one time. You can cruise the river and bring some bourbon experts on board and actually do some tastings while we get to cruise on the river that made that bourbon. It's, that's what the captain said. And you can stay up to date with the expansion or book a tour on their website. Sponsored by Jefferson's and O.H. Ingram. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That would be kind uh, of funny. Would the, is the bad now they're going to cover stickers too? The... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and right here is the graveyard of stickers. <laughs> yeah. But I do like, I, I love boating and I love canoeing and kayak. I like, I like all this. So I'd be down to do it. It's a very seasonal thing. So I guess you got to start booking for yeah. spring and summer and everything like that. Only because I think it would be pretty interesting to kind of, because they, they do, they cruise on a river. And if you don't know, there's a lot of different distilleries that you can see from there. I mean, you pretty much go by Buffalo Trace when you go by one of these. Wild Turkey. Yeah, they're, they're all there. So I'm sure you'll be able to see a lot of things from, from there. And that you, new one, uh, gosh, I'm blinking on the brand. They're building right there on the Kentucky River also. Um, they were there at the Bourbon Festival. Curly, the Curly. Oh, EJ Curly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. So New York-based Black Button Distilling, they've broken ground on a new $5 million distillery and tasting room. This will add more, or sorry, this will actually quadruple its production capacity, and the new facilities will be located at 1344 University Avenue in Rochester, New York, and they're scheduled to open by late spring or early summer 2023. The new site will allow Black Button Distilling to more than quadruple its floor space from 5,000 to 28,000 square feet. Average annual spirits production will also jump from 1,000 barrels per year to as much as 4,500 barrels in the first few years. Black Button's retail tasting space will also increase from 1,500 to 4,500 square feet. Furthermore, the expansion will add close to 20 jobs in the first year and up to 50 rolls in the following years. Black Button's expansion coincides with the producer's 10-year anniversary this year as well. All right, go Black Button. I don't, go Black Button. I don't think we've had Black Button. I We might have, but I can't really remember. It's Actually, I think it was sent to us 
I, if I recall correctly, it was not deemed yet usable for a whiskey quickie because I believe it still just needed a little bit more time, a little, little still young uh, for my side and what we particularly like for our taste buds. But doesn't mean we won't try it again if it falls on our lap. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah. So here we go. This is our last news article. And this one's kind of a, a feel-good one. We only threw it in here because we've got some friends that are a part of this and they want to raise a bunch of money. And so the father in Carmel, they are continuing his mission to prolong his three-year-old son's life by raffling off more of his rare whiskey collection to raise money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Why it produced life includes a devastating genetic disorder. Doctors diagnosed him with cystic fibrosis through a blood screen as a newborn. So Nathan and the Kentucky Derby Museum have raised over four, they actually, back in 2021, they raised $400,000 with the vast majority of the money going to the life-saving research. And now for 2022, additional bourbon collections were added. And so there will be three winners and it works as follows. The grand prize winner will receive a six bottle limited edition collection of Pappy Van Winkle valued at $24,000 coming from Justin's House of Bourbon. You also get a VIP Kentucky Durban Museum experience for the winner, up to three guests, a one-night stay at Hotel Distill, a $100 repeal oak-fired steakhouse gift card, which that might get you through like maybe the first two rounds of cocktails, but hey, <laughs> it's <laughs> have, a great steakhouse. Steak. Yeah. Uh, you also get a one-year membership to Watch Hill Proper, valued at $3,500. The second prize, you get a seven-bottle E.H. Taylor collection, valued by valued at 15000 by once again coming from Justin's House of Bourbon another VIP Kentucky Derby Museum experience, and you get to go to a hotel to still and another $100 repeal uh, gift card. The third is a five-bottle Buffalo Trace antique collection coming from Justin's House of Bourbon, and then all the same stuff, another Derby Museum experience, one night, hostel, sorry, one night stay at a hotel to still and a $100 gift card to repeal. Tickets are on sale now for $100 each and can be purchased uh, on their website, only 6,000 tickets will be sold, and there's no limit on the number of tickets that may be purchased by an individual. Ticket sales will end on November 17th, and winners will be drawn via Facebook Live on the Kentucky Derby Museum's Facebook page on November 18th. How much were tickets again? $100 each. Oh, that's pretty good. $100 each, 6,000, so it gets capped. I'm not going to say it's great odds, but hey, it's better odds than unlimited tickets. Well, better than the lottery. I mean, <laughs> that is true. That is true. And he gets th there's three winners, so even even better. Yeah, and man, I, I still need to stay at Distill. Um, I've I made it repeal many times, but uh, yeah, kudos to Justin's for stepping up. Those are some epic bottles they're putting up there, some pricey ones. So that's a uh, pretty cool of them, for sure. Yeah, I haven't stayed at a hotel Distill either. I know when Blake comes into town, he always stays down there. But yeah, he's got that. He's, he's got that seal box money, you know. He does. He does. He's on that third tier where he gets all the profits. Not us <laughs> first tier guys. We're, we're just. Yeah. When, when he drops his credit. <laughs> yeah. When he drops his credit card, it's like a metal tang. That's, it's a, that's oh, yeah. the difference between ours. His is like a half inch thick. Ours <laughs> is like paper. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We're back with some bourbon release news. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner 
that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Hey everybody, it's Bourbon Release News Time. Let's go ahead and get into it for you. So we actually reviewed this uh, just to let you know, this past week as a part of Whiskey Quickies, but we'll go ahead and tell you about it right now. So Jack Daniels, they're introducing a new expression in their distillery series, and it's a line of experimental whiskeys. This was formerly known as the Tennessee Taster Selection, and this time it's specially selected by husband and wife team Josh and Lexi Phillips of Jack Daniels Distillery Series. And this is going to be selection number eight is actually a toasted maple barrel rye, and selection number nine is a toasted barrel finished rye. So the toasted barrel finished rye selected by assistant distiller Lexi Phillips, which I think we've met Lexi last time we were down there. It is a straight. Oh, she's assistant distiller now. I guess so. I think she was just doing like the single barrel stuff. Single barrel stuff. Yeah. 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 Yep. Good for assistant her. Assistant distiller. Moving on up Go- there in the Goose world. Goose didn't get that job. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> somebody's got to hold down the board at telling all the stories at the gift shop. Yeah. So it's a straight Tennessee rye whiskey, originally barreled in the summer of 2014, then rebarreled in high toast, no charred oak barrels in October, 2019. The toasted barrel finished rye is bottled 101 proof and the toasted maple barrel rye. This was selected by taster Josh Phillips. It's a straight Tennessee rye whiskey, originally barreled in March of 2017, then finished in high toast, no char maple barrels in September of 2021. This particular release is again bottled 101 proof. These will both be available for $42 beginning in September at the White Rabbit Bottle Shop at Jack Daniels Distillery and select stores in Tennessee for a, I think I said $42, and that's for a 375 ml bottle. Yeah, that, uh, uh, yeah, with rip. We really like that maple, the maple one. It's not maple syrup. It's not maple syrup. That's what we found out. We'll, when that ever that comes better. out, you'll know because we had no idea going into it if it was going to taste like maple syrup or maybe it's maple wood. But we now know it's likely maple wood. Yes, which is better, I think, because sometimes those maple syrup barrels are just like, I mean, it's like Chimama whiskey. Oh, crap, I can't even say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save this maple syrup butter's for your, worth. There you Can go. Can you say butter. butter's worth these days? I think I think you're safe on that one. <laughs> All right. Didn't know. 
But you can save the maple syrup. Your attorney for... calling me or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not that you're gonna get you're gonna get the the syrup gods on you, and they're gonna be the ones coming after you. Season yeah. desist. All right, here we go. Let's keep going on the the Jack Daniels train here. So Brown Foreman, they've unveiled a new Jack Daniels American Single Malt Whiskey, and this is Asian charred white oak barrels and finished in Oloroso sherry casks. So the new American Single Malt, which is destined to be exclusive to the Global Travel Retail Channel, will use the catch line, say hello to richer sipping. And it's set to be available in one liter bottles at 90 proof. The Jack Daniels American Single Malt is packaged in the trademark JD Square shaped bottle and will sport a blue embossed label featuring white lettering and a thin red trim that is echoed. I think it says echoed on the bottle's neck collar. Maybe it's supposed to be etched. Etched on the bottle's neck collar? Anyway, Brown Foreman revealed that Jack Daniels American Single Malt Whiskey will be introduced officially to the channel in June of 2023, and consumers will begin seeing activations rolling out from spring. I thought you were going to say, say hello to my little friend. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry, Mr. Daniels. But Jack Daniels hopping on the the old American Single Malt train. I wonder why. (sighs) Maybe trying to... I only say, I'm like, they were doing anything wrong. It was great to begin with. Why do that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if like the, the single malt plays to try to get scotch drinkers come over, like gateway drug, you know, be like, ooh, you know, I don't know. It could be. I guess it, it is. I mean, only I've tried gonna... single malts. They're, some of them are good, but I'm, I'm just like, it, it's not going to move me towards, I don't know. I'm, yeah, you know, it's too I, much I, barley. I like my sweet corn. Yeah, too much barley. It's all, yeah. it's all barley. I'm not a fan of it. No, we're not. No. We grow corn great here, especially in Tennessee. Grow great corn. You don't grow barley so well. This isn't malt pursuit, apparently. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, sticking with that whole Tennessee theme, so Company Distilling, they launched its first limited release, which is a cask-strength bourbon. That was back on September 29th, 2022. This Tennessee distillery listened to fan demand for a cask-strength bourbon after the successful release of their straight bourbon whiskey, finished with maple wood, uh, that sounds familiar. Wow. In, in November of 2021, I guess, I guess when uh, you know Dave, or sorry, Jeff Arnett left Jack Daniels, he had already done those experiments there, and he goes, "I got it. Let's go ahead and release this." <laughs> yeah, they do. All right, it's I'm already, arms race. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So within the first 36 hours of the presale, all 350 commemorative gift packages sold out. The commemorative package included a company distilling single cash strength bourbon bottle signed by master distiller Jeff Arnett and two rock glasses. If you missed out on the commemorative gift packs, company distilling will have yet another release of their cask strength bourbon available for their distilleries on Sunday, November 6th. Company distilling's cash strength bourbon is an approachable and balanced original weeded bourbon recipe uncut for maximum flavor with a bold maple finish. This will also be bottled at 121 proof, but uh, don't know what the price is. So you're on your own on that one. Just show up and hand your credit card. I mean, hell, he hasn't even been there, what, three years, two years? Oh, yeah, two years. November so 2021 was made there. this, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, this is all sourced. TDG? Could potentially. Or, yeah, Green River or something. It has to be Tennessee. There's only one place making Tennessee whiskey in Tennessee, if I had to guess. Well, now well, you're right. Never mind. I take it back. They don't call it Tennessee whiskey. This is cask strength bourbon. So yeah, so it could be Green River or something. Could be, could be. Um, yeah, because that's pretty much the only we did mash bill. I know that's kind of out there on the market. I don't know of too many BBC ones out yet. There you go. See, you're just trying to dig in and 
pick up the oh, trying to do the forensics. Crumbs. Yeah, <laughs> pick up the breadcrumbs and. Put, put apparently, all to be together. Tennessee whiskey now, you got agent of Maplewood. <laughs> yeah. We're we're learning this now. I guess we need to figure out how to go get some Maplewood finished stuff. Yep. I mean, it was pretty good, so I, I don't deny there's something to it. There's plenty of maples. I mean, just look right now. It's I know it's your favorite time of the year, fall foliage season, but all the maples are like really showing off their beauty right now with all the beautiful red and yellow colors. Let's chop them down and put some, put some whiskey. <laughs> Make <in>. some staves. <laughs> all right. So the Sierra Nevada Brewing Company on Tuesday they announced the launch of its highest ABV release ever, which is a collaboration with Buffalo Trace Distillery. It's a Colonel E.H. Taylor bourbon barrel aged Bigfoot. It's a barley wine style ale aged seven years. A lot years. of bees. <laughs> there is. That was, I'm surprised I got through that one so well. And the last year was spent in E.H. Taylor Jr. small batch bourbon barrels. This marks the first national beer collaboration for E.H. Taylor Jr., which is under the Buffalo Trace umbrella of whiskey brands. This is going in, or should I say, this is bottled at a 15% ABV, which that speaks my language. And Sierra Nevada, oh Colonel, oh yeah, so Sierra Nevada, Colonel E.H. Taylor, bourbon barrel aged Bigfoot, is sold in 750 milliliter bottles. And it also comes in its own tube. So I remember that this came out and they had it online available for sale and it's already gone. So if you got one, 750 ml, so that's like a, like a, Double big, double deuce. <laughs> it's a it's a big boy. It's a big boy. It's one of those ones that, like, I'd love to try it. Love to be able to get a bottle, but unless I've got three or four people with me, we'll never finish the damn thing. And it'll sit here on my shelf for the next four years until I do find the opportunity. Because that's what I do with all my bombers. They sit down here, and they collect dust. Collect dust. Well, like they technically age a little bit more in the bottle for the stouts, but. I don't really care. I, I just want to drink them. Well, I guess if I, if I really feel like, you know, just like sleeping on your couch, I'll just come <laughs> over and drink some stouts with you. That's the easiest way to do it. I'll get the yeah. cot ready. <laughs> yeah. Night, night. So Basil Hayden, you know, they, this was, I, I got the press release. And They're coming out of the cash drinks. Uh, no, <laughs> you, it, that would probably be a little bit more innovative than this because they just said that they're continuing to push the envelope and all this other kind of stuff, but just wait till you hear it. So Basil Hayden, they're continuing to shine a light on what bourbon can be with their newest limited edition release, Basil Hayden red wine cask finish. So to craft this special expression, eighth generation master distiller Freddie No, he blends the signature Basil Hayden Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey with bourbon partially aged in California red wine tasks. That's it. Never heard of that. I mean, you think that you would say, where's the venter? Where does it come from? What type of red wine? No, just red wine. It's, it's a red wine finish. It's it's table wine. I, I guess so. <laughs> Maybe church one. Yeah, all the other sentences in the press release were just fluff. And those Is it are the only 80 proof. Yeah, it's regular Basil Hayden, 80 proof, just finished in California red wine casks. So, so I'm sure it's thinking about this other day. I just had to make fun of the press release. No, I know. Basil Hayden's like the true green of lawn care. Like you want to hate it, but it gets so many people to <laughs> to get into bourbon. Like triggering gets people into lawn care, and then you get them to the. No, I'm, I don't get them to step people up. Probably, people probably think this is not a 
It's not a good analogy for it. Yeah, when good he, analogy. But if anybody doesn't know, Ryan owns Go Green, <laughs> which is a competitor to True Green. So yeah, he wants so you to cut a True step Green it up. gets all the people interested in lawn care, but they they kind of are lackluster. <laughs> not that Basil Hayden's lackluster. I don't know. I'm really digging. A hole. <laughs> You're really digging a hole here, aren't you? Uh, just need a new co-host. <laughs> I can I can save yourself out of this one. Yeah. Well, you got on. one more story. Ready to save yourself on this one? One more to get in trouble with. Yes. All right. Got so Baffert suing me and I got... <laughs> no, you got Aunt Jemima suing you. Yes, so. I got... <laughs> Uncle Ben's next. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Never say die bourbon barrel strength. It's believed to be the first oh, time... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ready for this one? <laughs> All right. So it's... Ne- so never say die bourbon. It's also barrel strength. It is believed to be the first time that a bourbon distilled and matured in Kentucky has been ocean-aged on a six-week trip across the Atlantic and then matured in barrels in Derbyshire to give it a unique British finish. (laughs) So the exposure to the ocean air during Never Say Die's six-week maritime voyage, combined with the two contrasting climates between Kentucky and the UK, results in a wholly unique flavor profile. When I say flavor, that's there's a there's a U in there, just to make sure you know where this is this is British here. So Never Say Die is the brainchild of a transatlantic team of founders and also led by world class bourbon distillers Pat Heist and Shane Baker. It is a oh. traditional Kentucky bourbon made with a mash bill of seventy five percent corn, twenty one percent rye, and four percent malted barley, and limestone filtered water rich in minerals from the deepest aquifer in Kentucky. With production beginning in 2017, its long-awaited launch was only made possible when crippling 25% whiskey tariffs on U.S. imports were reversed as a result of the campaigning efforts of the team and the Bourbon Alliance, which was co-founded by Never Say Die director Martha Dalton, which we were actually part of that particular alliance at one point not too long ago. Founded in 2017, Never Say Die... Actually, I really do like this part of the story about kind of how they got this name. So, founded in 2017... Never Say Die was inspired by the infamous racehorse of the same name, which, following a traumatic birth, was revived with a shot of whiskey. Three years later, and at the odds of 33 to 1, Never Say Die became the first American-born horse in 70 years to win the Epsom Derby in front of 250,000 spectators, which also included Queen Elizabeth II and Sir Winston Churchill. At the same time, on a daring leap of faith, a woman from Liverpool named Mona Best had fallen in love with the story of Never Say Die, and she pawned all of her jewelry to literally bet it all on the victorious Epsom Derby race. With her new fortune, she founded a new music venue called the Casbah Coffee Coffee Club, which there, the Beatles played for their very first gigs, shaping rock and roll history forever. The unique bottle was designed by Stranger and Stranger and draws on the colors of the jersey Lester Piggott wore when he rode Never Say Die to Victory in 1954. Never Say Die is available to order now for the on and off trade via N10 Bourbons, for a total of 79 British pounds. But if you look at a quick look on their website at neversaydiebourbon.com, it also shows uh, they have a regular, a barrel strength, and a rye whiskey on the way as well. Well, they got a horse on the bottle. They're hitting the... It has to sell. It's, it's got... It's got. A, I do like the packaging. It looks cool. Yeah, uh, I, I looked at it. It's got a great story, great everything behind it. Uh, you know, I was going I, I would to say, like make fun of this, but... Now I know that Shane and Pat are involved. I can't because they make, <laughs> they're such cool dudes and they make a uh, great whiskey. But, and now seeing the packaging and hearing the story, I'm not going to make fun of this, but I was, I remember you reading it, um, saying the first British bourbon. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what do you mean? First <laughs> British bourbon. Yeah. And, yeah. They, they, they call themselves like the first, or they say 
it's a bourbon for Brits is what they they call it as, which if you want to drink Pursuit United, that's also a bourbon for Brits. It, that's a bourbon for anybody. The, <laughs> right. we're, we're not going to say that we're going to be only pigeonholing ourselves into a certain demographic here. But when we look at this, I, I also thought, well, they're taking everything from Trey Zoller or Jefferson. So they, they stole that little tidbit from there. Uh, but like I said, there's a little bit of uh, kind of uniqueness to it, which is, is interesting. Uh, but I don't know. I think it'll be, it'll be cool. I, like I said, I really like the name of never say die and it's got a good kind of backstory to it. I'm sure the whiskey's great as well. Good packaging. I'm sure it'll sell. I know they're, they're already, you know, loving NFL over there in the, across the pond. They played two weeks in a row. You know, I was thinking that the other day, I'm like, it's crazy that you go, we create a country to get away from a country and now we're going back to a country to sell the stuff that we started in this country. <laughs> it's like, and we're kind of doing the same thing. It's like, okay, we got away from England to create our own whiskey to do this. And now we're going back to sell our own whiskey to the people we we're getting away from. But, uh, it's isn't funny. That how the, that, isn't that the true American success story then? Exactly. That's what, I, that's, that's the, that's the Rocky story right there. Just I do like the packaging. Right it's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's what I liked it too. I'm sure the whiskey's good too. I'm, I've been really liking uh, the Wilderness Trail stuff it, that's been coming out lately. It's really good. Yeah. Pat's now a master blender. I didn't know that. I thought it was it says master blender Pat Heiss. You huh. know, I, I thought, guess, I thought he was just a yeast man. Well, he's a little bit of everything. He's a doctor. He's a yeast man. Now he's a master bass, blender. Plays the bass, some, <laughs> some kind of guitar. He, yeah, he plays in like a, a metal band. I know that for sure. And he's the janitor, right? You know what he says? He probably when people mows the grass when people too. pull up, he's like, "I'm the janitor." Or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a man of many hats. There, oh, that's right. But that's gonna do it for this week in bourbon. A lot of good news. A lot of good things. I think the the thing can come away with here is that. Don't make any stickers that upset Bob Baffert because you don't want their attorneys coming after you. <laughs> That's right. Lesson of the day. Yep. <laughs> Stay away from people with more money than you. That's, that's, that's the right. lesson. With that, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles. <laughs>